Welcome to a brief edition of That AI Show. Sorry for the lead up. Um, hope you enjoyed that little interlude from uh, Run the Jewels. I just wanted to keep everybody apprised of the Kids Online Safety Act, also known as COSA, and the Child and Teens Privacy Protection Act. It's Online Privacy Protection. Privacy Protection Act, yes. So <clears throat> in those two pieces of legislation, there are, a, it's kind of jam packed with information that is meant to limit mostly the advertising capability of companies to steer and inspect children and teens online, minor children online, collect their data and manipulate them in ways that are known to be harmful and damaging. So this is done by algorithm. So that's why it's important to put that on a special edition of that AI show. Um, AI has the capability of doing a lot of things, but for some reason, it's like our society is really interested in kettling and forcing people to do what they want using robotics and using AI. 
you know, I, I hope that, you know, the evolution of AI is so that we can instrumentalize objects to do objective tasks rather than using people to become more robotic in the objective tasks. Uh, but that's really not how it's breaking down. You know, our society, the people who developed the technology, we would hope that they, they had a more of a, a generative purpose towards keeping the instrumentalization um, for things that we actually use, object use. But in fact, we are using people and in fact, we are using children as objects. And that is not okay. So part of ethical use and development of AI probably in the future will <clears throat> disinclude child data and disinclude child interaction because we haven't gotten a grip on how to steer the people who make generative AI uh, to be more ethical or to appropriate it for ethics. Because we know right away the first, the first pots of money that go to develop AI sometimes come or, or often comes from the government and the government has a couple of priorities. They want to dominate things objectively uh, and they also want to commit war, especially in this culture. So the two priorities are to really kind of make money and commit war. And then sometimes those are the same objectives and, Children are civilian partition. So our technologists haven't figured out how to kind of make that solid partition from an ethical standpoint. <clears throat> so if they moved in a direction where they're going to weaponize, um, say the algorithms like the large language models and the, uh, <clears throat> you know, advertising, you know, they call it adware. Uh, but, but what it is, is it's, it's data valence and marketing data valence that can narrow down to the individual and inspect their, their, their operating habits, how long they dwell on a, on a headline that, that holds their interest. Um, you know, make a judgment about how they're inspecting the internet and then, um, and then use that to, to try to dominate their interest psychologically. So it's become a, a, a weapon of psychological warfare, information warfare. And that's why adults are, are in a, a, a really hard contest in Congress right now about psychological operations, propaganda, disinformation. Is this really supposed to be a domestic civilian matter? But that's, that's where they, they have moved the domain. And it's, it's like a war domain for them. They're just moving the domain into the civilian arena. You know, the, the investors are Department of Defense and the intelligence services agencies. They are the ones dumping the money to develop. 
uh, social media companies for psychological operations. Why? Because they want to control elections. They want to control what people believe. They want to, but they're not, again, uh, civilian and children are an afterthought. So they're not looking at it in context of like, oh, well, because it's kind of a soft uh, warfare where no one can be externally damaged. You know, th- there are problems. And, and <clears throat> you know, when you mess with a person's mind, there are long-term psychological damages that, that do matter. They make decisions that are, are, are bad. Uh, but if you mislead people in bad faith and you lie to them, Let's say you're an advertiser. Okay, let's let's kick it back to 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 the domestic foray. If you mislead and lead someone in an advertising capability, that's that's criminal. That's deceptive practice. But if the government does it, there's a it's a lot different and a lot tougher to get accountability for the the co-partnering entities. For instance, a lot of people are looking at <clears throat> Meta Facebook right now because of their um, their capabilities and what they have done with AI and elections. And <clears throat> we're we're steering back and we're kind of we're turning up more of the historical records on Cambridge Analytica and, and we're saying, okay, kids, it's it's another general election. Here we are. Here we are. Has Meta really changed their their tune or or the 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 services that they provide? Not really, not really, uh, because I've recognized over time, and I think people are slowly warming to to the facts of the matter that Facebook is a federal intelligence contractor, and they're under shield of some sort. For being that they're, they're accountable to the U.S. public, but they've got to go through these, you know, these intelligence agency sieves. And those agencies are historically difficult to hold to account by the civilian public. They, it can be done because over a million respondents to, um, the MK Ultra lawsuit from the 1960s did hold the CIA accountable for their deceptive practices enrolling people in uh, LSD and other mind control experiments. So they can be held accountable. And there are people that are around today who, who got a check, a damages check from the CIA because they were involuntarily enrolled in a program. Okay. So the damages against the, the intelligence services, you know, are difficult to do, but, uh, it can be done. And so we're in kind of like that twilight area where no one wants to admit what happened or what has been happening, but we're in kind of a warfare gray zone where nobody wants to admit that there's any kind of real conflict happening. But what we're seeing you know, as far as, as far as what I can see is that these, the, the weaponization of, of social media, you know, and it's aimed at, at big wigs, at, at big adult, you know, big adult areas, big adult domains, 
Well, it's falling on top of the children and the children are becoming adversely harmed. So I want to point to a couple of, um, articles here that I've pushed. There's, there's the AI show, that AI show block. If you just push to the left, um, there is my Substack. And I posted a note on Substack uh, from Business uh, and Politics Review about 200 school districts who were actively suing social media companies. And they're, they're coming down hard on social media in particular because of the way that it has damaged, you know, student life on, on campuses, uh, you know, around the nation. Okay, to it. Um, there's also the U.S. Senate committee that they have advanced, um, both bills. You know, they are inspecting them right now for, for markup, meaning that they want to make sure that things are contained, uh, for public good. So if you have your remarks or if you want to evaluate these bills, now's the time to do it and, and respond to your represented you know, your senators and your congressional leaders about uh, child online safety. <clears throat> One of the problems with challenge, the, the COSA and the Teen Protection Act is that they wanted to put a an age credential to enlist on online programs. Um, and this is being done in places in Europe. And what it's functionally done is it's... Um, it's become a way to mandate government identity credential to go online. So that is a problem. Now, Senator Brian Schatz, uh, gratefully enough, had removed the amendment to put um, an age uh, enlistment requirement into the bill. So it was kind of like a poison pill at this point. People can see it coming, uh, but these proposals are still out there. And um, <clears throat> because we've got folks like Sam Altman, you know, rocking it at Bilderberg and, you know, the World Economic Forum and, you know, all the big baddie, you know, ruling class, you know, elite Aspen places. You know, I can't say it. And if I say it in context of ruling class, then then it will pass. But if I say it in, in context of, like, say, Alex Jones, Infowars, uh, it won't pass. <laughs> So I can talk in disparaging tones all day about the quote unquote ruling class. As long as it has like a Marxist patina, I'll put on my, my, uh, my hoodie, my Marxist ruling class hoodie and they'll let me go through. But, um, <laughs> it's all the same, but Sam Altman's it, you know, he's out there kind of making the circles in these places and for open AI but then he gets, he deceptively gets two billion or sorry, his first five million adopters for WorldCoin were deceptively acquired. And so from there, he, he advanced to, to two billion probably in India because they have Adahar, which is the biometric mandate. They have the biometric mandate for India. So, um, but there's also Switzerland. Switzerland put an age requirement to, you know, enroll in their programs online. So these things are going to continue to be problematic if you try to use their visa system or, you know, travel abroad. Um, that's, that's going to be kind of like the tree line for government mandated identity and some biometric requirements. 
Um, you know, it, it further complicates that, you know, there, there's regimes that are trying to grab and digitize DNA identity. You know, they're not stopping at like fingerprints or iris scans or, or, you know, or even blood or urine. They want DNA. So, and they want to kind of break down and get everyone into a genomic profile, which seems really high, high science weird for me. If you're just going to go online, <laughs> but that's where they're shoving everybody. Um, if they, if they want to do commerce, if they want to, you know, buy a driver's license renewal, if they want to, um, participate in, you know, a voter survey, you know, that's where they're shoving people. They're shoving people online. And, and if every single orifice requires, uh, some kind of government ID to use, then, then people are going to start shedding the internet. <laughs> it's, it's really problematic. So I just, these are things to keep in mind that they're, you know, it's just siphons and, and little silos of, of, you know, people with control issues all over the internet right now. It wasn't supposed to be that way. AI should be helpful, but the way it's helpful is that it should be object function to help us like with agriculture or with um, printing textbooks or, you know, things that are objectively health helpful for routine things that a robot would do cleaning your house, things like that. But instead it's, it's, um, it's factory farming people and which was always a risk, but that's, that's where uh, the deep evil went right away. <laughs> the untrained evil went there. So if we could, kind of dial back out of that and kind of reorganize our, our approach to AI. I don't think it would do this. Um, so we have Ray with us and Drew with us. Ray, do you have any thoughts or Drew to, to call in and say anything? Because, um, you know, the, the lines are open and you're open to, to discuss any of these matters because otherwise it's going to be a short review. Okay. So um, I'm going to leave it there. This has been a 20 minute um, <clears throat> touchdown on the Kids Online Safety Act and the Teens Online Privacy Protection Acts. Um, we're going to post a, you know, kind of more of a rote news show on Substack this weekend on Saturday. Um, we try to get more call in activity to get people's more, people more engaged with calling. So I, I'm not, I'm not scheduling shows at call in, but I'm using it more so that I can kind of, you know, produce more awareness around the issues and get people to notice and engage uh, cross platform. <laughs> so it has changed. The terms of service has changed the way I used uh, the application. So, all right. Thank you for listening. I hope to talk to you in the future. Please subscribe and we'll see you again soon.